dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back at it again, you can't make this shit up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. What's up, partner? Hey, man. We here again. What's this? Week six? Week six, man. Week six or is it seven? One of them, hey, man. It's more than two or three. I know <laughs> right, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, got something special for that uh, 10th episode, though, man. So oh, yeah. uh, keep keep in contact with us. We're going to have Absolutely. a special announcement about that. But uh, lots of news going on in the city. You yes. know what I'm saying? It's a lot. We normally talk about a lot of things going on around the country, entertainment, hip-hop, sports, and everything. But uh, our city was definitely affected this week by tragic news, man. Yeah, we lost a legend in the city, man. Uh, Peter Prophet, shout out to him, man. He said it best, man. We lost This This was the biggest loss for us since Roger Trout, man. In my, Absolutely. It, and I have to agree with that. We lost our brother Mo Beats. Mm-hmm. Moski Woski, whatever you called him. You know, a great guy, a great mentor to a lot of people. He's going to be severely missed by a lot of people, man. So we... Definitely praying for the family. Rest Absolutely. in peace to Mo, and uh, we definitely are thinking about you. Absolutely, so. and we got the homie. Yeah, yes, sir. a man that yes, worked sir. with him in that studio, Demarco, Mister Good at it. What's good, partner? What's good, family? I'm glad to be here and be able to chop it up with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Get to get to have a nice little hour or so to get into some things, and and I hate that it got to be this way that I'm seeing y'all in person. Absolutely, uh, losing my mentor, brother. Real brother, I mean, 1998, walking through uh, the studio. I was the first guy that I ever seen walking into a studio and recorded with. And the only person I recorded with for the most part. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one for the city, for the the, the culture of hip-hop in Dayton. And ain't nobody that's going to be able to fill his, fill his shoes. It's impossible. So we just got to let his legend live on, man. Absolutely. Live in the moment. Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. Talk about that first experience working with Mo, man. <sighs> Crazy, y'all. Uh, Cause I know you wrote about it. I wrote about it on my website, uh, <clears throat> Bars and Beyond. So basically, coming home from school for a summer, I uh, was at Grambling uh, State University at the time, uh, last well, second to last year. And uh, my guy Snipes, uh, we've been buddies since nine years old, man. So our whole lives and j- pretty much. And uh, we was like, man, we went, let's let's go ahead and do this, man. We have been exchanging bars. Like, man, mm-hmm. you you all right? No, you you know you all right. We never even knew that we even rapped until. We was about seventeen, you feel okay. me? And I know him since I was nine. I'm like, wow, okay. So we like, let's let's uh, see what we do. So we it was a spot called Hip Hop Culture mm-hmm. on Salem, man. That was where everybody went and got back in. It was the AVs and you know, of course, Tim's. You know, all that stuff was up there. So we went up there, seen this flyer said uh, Tall Entertainment Auditions. Um, this label that was up and coming. They was wanting to put a compilation album together at uh, most talented artists in Dayton to see what could happen with it as far as getting a deal. So they told us to go to the studio called FJM Studios on Dryden Road, which has become legendary specifically now. Absolutely. And um, we shoot up, shoot on down Dryden, walk in. First person I see is Mo, Mo Beast. I'm like, man, all oh, this is Mo Beast. We never been in the studio before. We was nervous, all that. Uh, we didn't actually record at that particular time. We gave him a demo. We at that time. Tapes was still right. jumping. It's crazy. This is 98. <laughs> Just to think where it came. It was actually tape. So we gave him a tapes that we had done on a karaoke machine over a Heather B track. And a, I think it was a Beat Nuts track. Hard. So I think it was a No Hook or something like that. But uh, went in there, played it, popped it in. It was like, Mo was like bobbing his head. You can see them dreads flipping <laughs> back and forth. I'm like, dang, they they feeling us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the big homies, G-Dub and Dewan, they're the ones that uh, was over the whole tall life situation. And they was like, man, these guys are the ones. So Mo told them, hey, these guys got it. We're going to, you know, sharpen them up because we was kind of rusty. At that time, we said we had a lot of nice and, you know, my guy at the time was nature, mm-hmm. the firm. You know, I had a, he was really an influence to me. So uh, we tightened it up, got our own little style. And, and Mo pretty much mentored us, gave us, you know, tips on the mic and, how to deliver and all of that, the ad libs, and really taught us the whole thing from day one as far as how to be in the studio and record 
and give you the best product to, that we can give you or whatever from start to finish. So uh, that first experience was crazy. And just to think like from that time all the way until this past November, I was in there and recorded the, uh, my last song with him mm-hmm. uh, called Got That Back, which is also on that on that article that I did. And it's just crazy that that time we had together and how many jewels he's given me and, and, and just advice and keeping me calm. One guy you never seen get mad or raise his voice or just be he was always on an even keel all the time. Yeah. And it kept you cool because you felt out of place to be the one uh, uh, when you see him like that. And he he that's how he was able to keep a professional atmosphere at all times in that studio. Right. And everybody got to respect that. So absolutely. Right, that always amazed me. When I last time I well not last time I talked to him, but the time before that, I talked to him about like, yo, man, where you had an era of music where, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people were rowdy. Like, so how do you keep one crew? separate from another crew is like just tell them plain and period like this day time and <laughs> and this show time mm-hmm. if y'all want to work here mm-hmm. y'all don't need me need to meet up Absolutely. at my place at those times and they respected that and that mm-hmm. that goes a long way to show a man that has a lot of respect you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah like i guess it's a sound can't remember exactly how it goes uh better be uh respected than feared so yeah yep. you no know, a lot of people have a lot of respect for a lot yeah, just, I, I always mm. think back to when you know, I've, I've known DeMarco from DJing and him rapping and music just in the area. But I think back to like the Club Cream nights when DeMarco, GTC, Shern, yeah, Smoke, man. all yeah. of us was opening for whoever they brought. Yeah. But everybody went to Mo. Everybody. That's, that Mo <laughs> recorded all of us. You everybody. Know? And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I looked at Mo for when I had my moments of like the DJing just kind of, you know, this is a grind with the DJ. It ain't just putting in the you know downloading the top 100 and and you good you Push gotta really play. grind at it and mm-hmm. when i would have my times when i was just kind of you know i got a family wife kids and it was just that wasn't not priority number one for me mo was the person that i reached out to to just to be around his energy you mm-hmm. know absolutely he would be in the studio recording whoever you know and mm-hmm. i would ask if i can come through i'd be on the couch with my headphones and he'd be doing this thing We'd talk a little bit, but he would be working. But I would just want to be around his energy because mm-hmm. I knew that he was a master at what he did. Mm-hmm. And just to have him around, for me, helped me get back into it. You know, like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to work on something, you know, get back into it. So Mo, for me, was just, he was the person I reached out to when I didn't even have sound. You know, I was two or three years in DJing, booking gigs with no sound. And it was like, I called Mo. Well, can I rent some speakers from you? Yeah. Like, he never not once not answered my phone calls. Always, you know, back then we we was Blackberry chirping each other, you know, <laughs> back and forth, all mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. Mo was just a, a great person. Like you say, he never, I never seen him get upset, never seen him angry. He always cared about music, you know, and that's and that's one thing that the city is going to miss is a person that really, you know, no matter, no matter what you was doing, if it was weak, if it was hot, you know, right. Mo was still going to try to make it the best that he can make it for you. I'm you glad know? you brought so, that up because yeah. I asked him about that. Uh, I actually interviewed him on uh, my other podcast I do for the station, uh, and, like, how does how do he work with guys that he doesn't think are hot? And he's like, well, that's not his job right. to judge if they're hot or not. His job is to make whatever they're doing sound as best as humanly possible. Right. Mm. So I was like, I always thought that was interesting, and that's kind of been, since I heard him say that, it's been kind of my take on, you know what I'm saying, for my other podcast, uh, for local music. Like, well, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to give you your platform. So... That's definitely a jewel I took from Mo. Yeah. Another thing he did for the station, uh, High 129, is when uh, we used to do our Russ Bus tour, he was the go-to person for sound. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, they mm-hmm. would ask me, like, oh, can we get sound? They were, you know, people that worked in the building before that had their connections and people that they went to. And then, you know, budgets are budgets. And, mm-hmm. then, right. you know, they have their budget. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, fine, we'll find someone else. So. I went directly to Mo. I was like, mm-hmm. "Can you do it for this price?" He's exactly. like, "Yeah, for y'all, absolutely." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just yeah. a just an amazing thing how things work, man. Right. Yeah, and I, I just want to say one more thing, like right. about this, like how valuable of a dude he was and how respected he was. He was kind of like, like in sports, you know, if you think about like a LeBron or whatever, nobody's gonna mess with LeBron like in the streets. Everybody gonna respect him. Hey, what's up? Nobody gonna try to really get him, rob him, or nothing because we want to see you on the court scoring right. your points and you know whatever the case may be. Mo is so important all around to everybody. Unfortunately, we live in a city where it's a high crime rate. It's a lot of stuff right. that goes on. Unfortunately, in this music industry, a lot of artists are tied in with people that are in the streets. That's right. just what it is. With that being said, this man went 
all these years, 20 years in the studio where it was a lot of times he was the only person there leaving out that studio one, two, three in the morning, dolo, nobody around. There's thousands of dollars worth of equipment in there. Nobody ever took a shot. Nobody tried to do nothing because it was a respect level. Mm -hmm. And they knew we need him to make all this stuff work, whether that's what made me think about it, the sound, whether Mm -hmm. it's making our music sound the best way, whether it's giving us some advice about something to take it. It was a connection. So everybody knew, nah. Mo, mo cool. Yeah. You right. feel me? So he was Gucci. He was always Gucci. He can do whatever. He could walk around wherever and nobody was going to touch him because we he was that valuable. Not him. Maybe that guy, but not him. You feel right. me? I was talking That's to OPZ at the memorial service and uh, <clears throat> we was talking whether you radio, whether you are artist, whether you DJ. If you did anything musically in the city, it didn't have to even be rap. Mo did choirs. Mo did a million different things. But if you did it in the city, music you cross Mo's path. Period. If you mm-hmm. wanted the best. You yep. know, he was the best at it. He had, you know, to my knowledge, the best studio, mm-hmm. you know, that people could go to. You know, my my, my best friend, Shy Smoke, you, you know, that was the first studio he ever went into. Mm-hmm. The first, yep. you know, the first time he recorded was with Mo, you know, and then he even, a female he dated, um, Vonzel Solomon, she was on American Idol. Mm-hmm. And I can remember she was putting out a project and wanted it mixed and mastered. Smoke connected them together. Mo did that for her, you know. So it was like he was he was just the person that you when 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 that need was there, whether it was a conversation, whether it was music, whether it was, you know, just to say, Hey, how you doing? You know. Right. Mo was a person that you can come to and just be yourself, talk. It don't have to always be about music. Right. But but it, it was it was about music. You Period. know, like you yeah. you was there for the energy, for the knowledge. I can remember I did a hair show last year at the hair arena. Hooking up my sound that I had rented from him, and uh, just something wasn't sounding right, you know. And I'm like, I was early on the setup. I had a couple of hours before the event started. I hit him up, like I'm trying to talk him through it. He's like, I'll be there in 20 minutes, you know. And it's like, Mo had a family, wife. I'm sure he, you know, booked up for weeks, you know. But Mo took the time to come out, make sure I set it up right, and that was just Mo, you know. He, mm-hmm. he if if you respected him and he respected you, Mo Mo loved you, that you no know. And, and and Mo was always there, so. Yeah. That's he's he's gonna definitely be missed. A lot of people, you know, like like Demarco. You really had a relationship with him for so long, and some mm-hmm. might have had a shorter relationship with him. But like the the way you feel about Mo is genuinely mm-hmm. the same. Like you yeah. know you you know that the city lost a legend that is definitely you know I'm even concerned with like music moving forward. Like yeah, people people are. that's doing music, you know, they have to feel like where what why you know like what. Well, what do you do now? Mm-hmm. And and is that sound that you get back from that engineer? Is it going to be to the coaching? Yeah, to the to, to the level, the quality that you was getting from Mo, and it's right. like that has to feel you know be tough for it all involved. So it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just it's just a sad thing, man. You know, it's we gotta we gotta you know cancer is it, it, it is what it is. It, it's it's a tough thing to to deal with, but at the same time, you know, we gotta start. Like I'm looking at me being overweight, and you know, I'm trying to you know not use this as like a reason but it is like a it's an eye opener for me like you know I gotta get myself at least put in more effort than I've been doing you know right. bottom line so mm-hmm. so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you know try to honor Mo that way you know try to get myself together get get some of this weight off and and, and still grind with this music so absolutely yeah, we gotta, man like we was talking you know. about before we started man I <laughs> might have to watch that documentary on veganism man <laughs> yeah <laughs> see what's up yeah. shouts out to my bro Jimmy Mac he's a vegan he's in Houston man listening right now but there's never an easy way to transition from something like that man and I'm yeah. sure we'll still bring up Mo through this pod man absolutely. but DeMarco man like talk about your rise and and how this whole music thing started for you? Because I mean, you you come from the city, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what I'm saying you had videos on BET. I remember I was at Wright State. I was like, uh, the first like local CD I ever saw was you your two seven five situation. Oh, okay. okay, the murder by and numbers. Yes, yeah. that's the first one I saw, and uh, I was like, okay, this dude's from here. Dude, he from Dayton. <laughs> I was like, okay, because uh, I knew Skano through Ike. Okay. IB situation, everything like that, and he's playing. I was like, "Oh, they they got bars like that down here." So talk right. about that, like you're coming up, uh, man. We, I, my thing was coming up. I was always a big sports dude. Played basketball, football. Uh, went to school for college for football at Grambling. So really, through my whole my whole venture, I always had a passion for rap, for hip hop, and it all started for real from Rock Kim. 
Like, to me, I think he the guy to all of this. You know what I'm saying? If you can name one artist that everybody kind of their style and stuff came from, it's most of it's going that guys we actually respect as lyricists is going to go back to him. So I heard Microphone Fiend. I said, man, <laughs> what was that? It's crazy. Just seen this thing. I don't know if y'all seen it. DMX got a video with Rakim. Yeah. He seen Rakim. This DMX mm-hmm. seen Rakim was like a kid in a can. <laughs> man. It's Rakim. He just rapped the whole microphone fiend out. You feel me? I remember this, when he even he said that uh, he was comparing him to uh, Big, Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane and how he wasn't even cussing, but was you know swagged yeah. out. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody you know you starred for that at right. a young age. At you know? a young age, yeah. man. So from that point on, I just start writing on pieces of paper. I always drew. I was an artist. I always drew. Wanted to be a cartoon and stuff like that. So that's what I went to college for. So, but I would start writing rhymes. Because of that song. Then, of course, Q came and Nas and Big and all of them. And those guys influenced me. So I did it on my own kind of in the closet rapper. You feel yeah, me? You know, there's yeah. a lot of cats when they mm-hmm. was in eighth, ninth grade, they want to be a rapper. They go, I really kind of, I kind of did it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think that being from Dayton, Ohio, that we had a shot. Because, of course, at that time, if you weren't from New York, Houston, right. or like L.A., it was a rap Compton yeah. area. It wasn't really nobody from nowhere else, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think they, it was an option. So it was just something I did for fun. Right. So when I got with uh, Snipes, he hit me off with some bars. I'm like, man, he, and, you know, let's keep it real. You know, you, you, you your boys, you don't think nobody in the city can really rap, but you hear your boy, and he come with it, and it's fire, and you feel like you got fire, and y'all put, he hear yours, and he's like, whoa, and we both, our, our influences are the same influences, you mm-hmm. know, the same guys. Yeah. It's like, damn, we got some here. Shit dope. Yeah. You feel me? So when we first went to that studio, going back to that, it's like nobody, you know, no disrespect, because it's been guys, it's a million people with bars in the city. It's a lot of talent in the city. But at that particular time, I don't think it was as many actual lyricists on that level at that time. Mm -hmm. So when they heard those tapes, it was like, whoa. Like you said, they was like, man, they, they they rapping like that. Yeah. At at that age too, we was young, 21, 20 years old, whatever the case may be. So it just blossomed from there. We start working, got with Rob Jackson, um, great artist out of Lexington, uh, DD, put the album together, compilation. It was just something we thought would be something in the city that might yeah. do a little I had no idea that it was gonna be what it ended up being in mm-hmm. the city. It ended up being like crazy. I mean, I remember we did a Fly City show. I don't know if you was at that Fly City. I was at the Fly City Fest. It was like 2000 or something. Like the first year we had came out with the mixed with the compilation. It was like 100 shirts with the tall life. Everybody <laughs> yeah. knew everywhere. My guy Snipes had broke his leg, I think, uh, or sprained his ankle or something. So he had a cast on and a, uh, and a, uh, and a, and a, and a, and a what's the name? So it was like, man. Everybody knew every single word of every song on the that we did. I'm like, this we got really got an impact. So from that point, we had the confidence to know we really got something here. Right. You know, we went down to Miami. Uh, crazy. Went down to Miami. Did a um, a show down there. This big conference down there. Ended up meeting DMX. We were just talking about DMX. Met Eve. That was when the Rough Riders was big, huge right. around that time yeah. frame. They was all we was all in the same hotel as them. Guru was there. Rest in peace. Uh, it started getting real then. Like, damn, this is really happening. You know, so uh, opened up. Out of all people we do a show for, our first major show in Miami, South Beach, we open up for Rakim. Woo! Out of all people, that's that's who we opened up for. (laughs) And they loved us. And this guy came right behind us. I was in awe like, damn, this shit's real. Yeah, This the guy that I came up with. So for me, it's been a blessing. So everything blew from there. Uh, we start doing shows everywhere. Uh, the the CD got in the hands of a guy named Ron Lawrence, who was one of the hitmen for Diddy. Mm-hmm. So he was really like, man, these guys got it. So he really wanted to rock with Rob Jackson. He was like, we was we always at that time. It was like he was the big, we was the locks right. at that time, mm-hmm. and that's how they we they had us as a package to come in. So we start getting uh, situations for deals and stuff off of this compilation. That one fell through. I don't know how, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of how that happened. I think as an artist, one thing I wish I could go back to is having, being more hands-on right. with what was going on as artists are now. Back then, it was like, back then you had the artist, then you had 
the the managers and the guys that make it happen, like Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. He had his artist or Diddy, mm-hmm. you know, or Dame Dash. Right. That's how, and to be honest, that might have been better if those guys were on point and these guys were on point. Right. Now everybody's one package. So we relied on our guys to do what they're supposed to do. We make sure the music's hot, right. you know, and that's what it was. So that situation came, uh, didn't go through, but then people don't know this, but Rob J- uh, Scarface was at one point yeah. the president of Def Jam South. He got that situation. He heard our guy, Rob Jackson, said, man, I want that guy. Let's sign him. We'll bring in 275. We'll make this happen. Um, it was a bidding. It was pretty much a bidding war for Ludacris also. He was jumping in, in, in Atlanta. Y'all know he was a, mm-hmm. a, a DJ and yep. stuff on the radio station. Mm-hmm. So he had Atlanta popping. So the two last people that they were choosing to start the label off with Def Jam South was Luda, Luda and Rob. So they went back and forth. Who we gonna go with? Our buzz was growing with the tall life situation, but he had Atlanta. So at the end of the day, they end up going with Luda. And that first song, what was it called? Secret Fantasy or yeah. whatever. It was What's your fantasy? What's, What's your fantasy? fantasy? Yeah, yeah. That that is what came right after that. that was his first, you know, single for that. But it was between right out the park, you know. So I always look back and say, what if they would have picked Rob? Right. Yeah. Our yeah. whole thing would have been different. You exactly, feel me? Exactly. But the point that we was even in that situation that early, and we had just dropped that compilation maybe a year, not even maybe seven or eight months earlier, and this situation was going. Then after that, we had a situation with Jive. Same thing. Jive and Rob was jumping. They loved Rob. I think we was more the the backpack spit at that point. He was the one that had more of the 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 full thing the the radio songs and stuff mm-hmm. like right, that right so he was gonna be the one to jump it off man we like him we want to sign him it's gonna be him and the first artist that they was gonna go for this next wave on jive was Petey Pablo mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was because it they wanted a south southern guy right yeah, yeah. we gonna do this dude from North Carolina or this dude from Kentucky right uh PMD for me PMD was the one that had linked it up because he was on jive at that particular right. time. It's crazy because when I was in eighth grade, for Halloween, my favorite, <laughs> my second favorite song ever in my life is You Got to Chill. Absolutely. When I first heard that song, bro, I was like, what the fuck? I told you I used to draw. So that was when them threes came out, my favorite ones with the cement game. So I made some blue joints. I made some blue joints with the red on them with the cement, drew them, sent them to Nike and called them the, 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 the Jordan uh, You Got to Chills. <laughs> They, I thought they was the shit. I'm thinking I'm about to be popping right. in eighth grade, get that Nike situation. You feel me? So I know George my mom. Life. Yeah, oh, man. So uh, sit that in, man. They was like, now we got artists and stuff. Thanks, though, and all that. But anyway, bro, I was PMD for Halloween, bro. I had the fisherman hat on, the gray shirt with you got to chill on it. Like the video when they was in the freezer, I was just like him. And then fast forward, like, what, 10, 12 years later, this guy ends up being another mentor to me and sets the situation up with Jive. We end up being official part of Hit Squad. Amazing. Just thinking about the Red Mans and the K-Solos, the DOS effects, and to be in the, in the same legacy as them yeah. with EPMD was crazy. Situation came. Uh, Rob wasn't really feeling the situation, and I got it now. I mean, he felt like PMD and them was, you know, their time had passed. Mm-hmm. And by about 2003, 2004, they, of course, wasn't what they were right. in the early 90s. Right. So he wasn't on it. So because Rob didn't really want to follow through with it, they went ahead with Petey Pablo. So mm. that's two situations now. Major situations. Yeah. We all know what happened when that. Right. Throw them towels I was in up. the Army at that time. Man. He came to Oklahoma and I can remember drunk 21 you, you know just having a ball at that time i'm front row and that's back when they had the, the fat farm hats the sweaters yeah. and the hats to match right, you know, right, right right i can remember i'm i'm no oh, i'm swinging my hat yeah. in the air <laughs> i done took the sweater off i'm i'm wilding now he done brought me on stage i'm like you know i'm in the army you know, a year year and a half at that time whatever right, and right. it was just like that that wave he had that like wave yeah, it Woo. was and that's that's crazy. I didn't know that. You know that yeah. those stories. That's, and just and just think. Then the what's the name the uh, drumline came out. You yeah. know at that time mm-hmm. he ended up getting that you know halftime yeah. thing. Right. It, it it just was it, so it was like wow all these situations kept coming and we were so close. Right. So uh, Rob ended up dipping and signed with uh, uh Arista mm-hmm. with uh, KG. It was called I forgot yeah. the name of their crew. 
they had a couple different people next and yeah. uh, Jeanne and all of yeah. them, that little crew they had. Mm-hmm. He ended up signing with them and had a single called Boom 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 that came out with uh, this le- chick named Lady May. Ended up being on BET, 10, uh, 106 in Park, like the new song joint or whatever. And we we in a, in a, in a, in a trap, just to be totally honest. We in the trap house and we turned it on. We was playing Madden, turned off the game for a minute, turned on uh, BET. First thing we see is his face. We're like, what the fuck? Because we had not seen him for like six months. Oh, okay. He had like dipped out. So we like, damn, what's up with, you know, but him and our people have fell out. It was That's a whole nother story, yeah, you know. Another ball of wax. A whole <laughs> another ball of wax. So we see him like, he done made it. He's on 106 in part. End up getting production from Kanye West. Uh, no ID. I don't know if he might have had something with Pharrell in the works or whatever. But all of these guys was rocking with this dude. End up having a song with Bun B. And, you know, we was hurt because we was like, damn, we supposed to all do this together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, he had, you know, we was all supposed to. So it was a, it was a big rift there for a while with us because we felt like, damn, we was, you know, we were supposed to make it as a team. Right. Because I was sharing um, with you, too. I can remember uh, I, I was at my mom's house a few weeks ago and I was going through old VHS tapes. You know, she still had the VCR. So it's perfect time to see what's on these tapes. And I just found Don't pull out the wrong tape, right? And I found where I had recorded, you know, some BET uncut, you know, and the two seven five was on there, and it was just like, yo, I I had that, you know, I captured that moment. It was just, it was crazy to to, to see that, you know. And this mm-hmm. is probably a month ago, a month and yeah. a half ago, to where it was like, you know, two for me, you know, I wasn't even, I was still a band geek and in school, you know, and but to, to see somebody from your city. Mm-hmm. That was that was doing they thing, you know. It was just like Dayton. There's a lot of hate in the city, but when you see something like that, people get behind that. You Absolutely, know? people Absolutely. support that. People want to know somebody that's 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 out there that's doing mm. it. You know, so they can chasing. say they your cousin. Exactly. You know, that's my cousin. <laughs> period. Period. So yeah, I was yeah. I was a big fan of two seven five growing up, man. Yeah, and just and then and then getting into the DJing game. You know, Smoke got me into the DJing game, and then. For us to all kind of just have that wave at Cream mm-hmm. where we was, you know, they was bringing everybody, you know, and we yeah. was, we had a great run with that. And I always say we didn't, I didn't appreciate Cream until it was gone. Man, you know? but that was our golden era. That yeah. was the golden era of hip hop for Dayton, I yeah, think. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Because you had, and there was never no hate, you know, everybody, we all had a song that we had balling at the time. Mm-hmm. I can remember like you had like, I think it was a Super Soaker. Super Soaker. I can remember, like, I can remember that time frame yeah. and it was like everybody had something, everybody, and that the city was supporting. Right. And our, our opening acts was just as cool, like was just as much love and support as you know when Rick Ross came out or when Plies came yep. out or whoever you know whoever. So yep. it was definitely, it was definitely you know that 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 love in the city was there. Yeah, but I know for like from from the two seven five just watching it when 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 you said y'all had like the little bumpy road there, it just felt like it felt like it was like dang. Come on, we, exactly. We, we need some y'all. more. You know? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's real, bro. And I think. What we did ultimately motivated that golden era yeah. because because right after our era, because basically that situation with Rob and all of that, that motivated me and Snipes to ter- turn it up. And that's when the Murder by Numbers came out. And that, mm-hmm. Then it was like, whoa, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, like it was a whole nother level. We ended up dropping unlawful entry. We got to drop with Face, the legend. Mm-hmm. We got to drop with uh, Styles P, mm-hmm. the legend. I didn't got to be on songs with some legendary lyricists, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Drop that album, boom. Uh, Snipes end up going through what he went through, so um, he he didn't continue, and I went ahead by myself. Talk That's about that, like how is big a difference is that? You know, what I'm saying for you really being with a group, and then mm-hmm. you just going, well, I gotta I gotta write three verses all by myself instead of a verse and a half, yeah, or whatever. It, it was it was <laughs> that was the biggest change for me because from day one when I walked to that studio I was it was I was a half I I was a team player I was half of this you feel me and I always played it like that like I'm half Snipes is half so to start in '98 and it just be doing a 16 and an eight 
to having to do 316s at that time. Of course, you know, now they didn't sh- cut it down. Pay <laughs> <eight. laughs> a 12 is like a 24 bar now. You were the same me? verse twice or being the number one song in the country. <laughs> you know? Literally. Literally. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so it, crazy. Yeah. Just keep saying it, dog. Just keep saying it. The beat is hot. Just keep saying it. Just right. keep saying it over and over. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's, this shit's changed, man. But that was the biggest change. But I was able, I was motivated, man. I want to do, I loved it. I got a passion for this shit, bro. Yeah. Like, I really do. And I felt like the motivation there after Rob left was for us to prove we could do it. We could be the front man. Because like I said earlier, it was Rob and then we was going to be like the lock. Yeah. So now it's like, can we be the one? So mm-hmm. we proved that. Uh, once Snipes um, decided not to continue, I had to prove it again. Now, I, can I do it by myself? Everybody like, you know, everybody loves Snipes. Snipes, them bars was crazy. You feel me? That dude motivated me. So yeah. everybody like, can DeMarco do it by itself? So I'm okay. I'm like, all right. Motivated me again. So continued to go on. Dem- I'm good at it album. Dropped that Super Soaker. Okay. That's a hit for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and kept dropping other stuff. So it was, I was always faced with having to kind of reprove myself over and over again through my career. And I feel like I was able to accomplish that, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, just talking about the era that, uh, you know what I'm saying, searching for deals. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the big thing. Like, oh, man, you got a deal. And like, uh, what's dude name that won the freestyle battle on 106 in Park? Gen. Oh, Gen. I yeah. did a show him You know too. what I'm saying? Yeah. He came out and you get that chain. That means you 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 made it. You right. got your Rough Rider chain. You got the Bad Boy chain, whatever. But nowadays, it's not about that. It's no. about getting your independent grind game on. It mm-hmm. is. It is. And yeah. it's, to be honest, it's better because you eating you eating off of it more. Like you eating off of the, your show money. Uh, you get more off of your digital sales and stuff like that if you can do it. You're keeping that 30% in exactly. your pocket. <laughs> yes, Mac, Mac yeah. and all of them. Oh, you, yeah. it's, it's better. To, and be and it's so much easier to promote yourself because you can reach everybody now. In our era, when we first started, it was nothing like this. Yeah. So you had to get on the road to hit everything. Right. You, needed, hit, yeah. you needed that backing. You needed that backing. <laughs> but now you can just sit on a computer. That's all, that's all these younger cats going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Whether it's on the book or the gram or whatever. So let me promote my my shit while I'm doing it and build my own base yep. and get all the money and that's all they doing so it's cut kind of cutting out the 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 youth for managers and stuff like that people doing for instance uh Mar shout out to Mar Monroe I know y'all know what's mm-hmm. going on with her from the city yeah. she is blowing yeah and that's all by herself ain't no manager ain't no money being poured into her she ain't paying for no views none of that you know extra stuff people doing it's all her grind and working and still Still performing and, and doing songs or uploading a video pretty much every day. Yeah. And keeping her fans. But she did that by herself. So that lets you know that you really don't need all of that in this air. Right. Cause she's showing she's gonna get a deal somewhere. Yeah. You know, and if she don't want to, she could drop something independent and see what she do. Right. You feel me? Yep. So it yeah. lets you know. Yeah. Definitely a different mm-hmm. era, man. But you got something popping off now. The website, man. Talk the about website. how'd you get into that, man. Beyond man, bars. Yeah, beyond but my pops actually ran it across me, man. And he said, you know, I got this idea, boom. He know that I love sports. I mean, boy, I, I always tell people, man, I I could that's the other thing I could have did was be on ESPN and be an analyst. You feel mm-hmm. me? On some Stuart Scott, like for real. Yeah. So like I, I'm so into sport well, football and basketball, mainly, which is most of us. <laughs> just keep it real. So that was the one thing. Then I said, boom, the chicks, man, I got one of the most colorful backgrounds in that. And I'm sure a lot of people do, (laughs) but doing the music and just in general, it's like I got a lot of stories to tell, a lot of advice to give, a lot of things I can tell people not to do, a lot of people, things I can tell people to do, you know, in my situations. And I can get at because a lot of people come to me for advice being now at OG status or whatever. So I can get that to you now. Then I'm like, all right, I still want to do my music thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm concentrating more on my daughter as far as a national deal or that. But for me, it's just the bars. I'm mm-hmm. like, I can still spit my bars. I can still talk about hip hop stuff. I can still talk about debates that me, we be on Facebook talking about all the time, get all these comments, giving Facebook <laughs> all this traffic. Why don't bring all that traffic to me? Yeah. You feel me? Let's talk about who the best between Pac and Big and bring it on on my site and let's talk about it and debate and go back and forth. Let's right. have fun with it. Right. So I said, let's put all of these things together and Make it a thing. So Mondays is sports. Wednesdays is relationships or whatever. And I'm going to have a couple people come in, you know, family that's going to help as far as doing blogging and stuff like that with their stories and Mm -hmm. advice, same type of thing. 
Then on Fridays, we gonna, I'm going to drop bars. We're going to yeah. talk about real hip hop. We're going to talk about the golden era. We're going to talk about what's going on right now. And is it the same? And we're going to talk about how you back then when you 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 sounded like somebody it was like, get out. But yes. now if you sound like somebody, we're going to sign you for <laughs> five million. Right. It's like, wow. <laughs> you know, so I, I just wanted to have a platform to bring everybody in. And those three areas, I feel like an expert in at this at this stage. And really concentrate on them, and that's going to grab three audiences that I want. You know, want to make basically be comfortable with coming to the site and saying, "Hey, what's going on today? What you talking about today? You know, yeah. and share it or whatever the case may be." So. And that's what I, about dating. That's crazy, man. Like, I, you know, I work at the VA and I work with Demarco's stepmom. You know, and like I feel like, like you know, Woody. I haven't I haven't uh, met him, uh, but I feel like I know just mm. a little bit about him just I, I sit beside his stepmom all day right, right. And, and just to see what you're doing with your daughter you know uh, I got daughters I think that's dope to have that kind of knowledge for these younger artists the people that want to chase that dream I think that's super dope for you to uh, you know have that platform for her mm-hmm. you you can kind of you know make this left turn instead of this right turn we can, right. We can do this instead of that mm-hmm. but and, and I know you're gonna you know you'll keep it what it need to be exactly you know? so that's exactly. that's dope that you got that going mm-hmm. for, for, for your daughter and yeah. for yourself you yeah know? i like, appreciate it yeah. talk about that though so we got a little announcement though you know what i'm saying we Uh-oh. partnering with for beyond sure. bars yeah, sure. yeah. officially officially k-dub killer kev will definitely be dropping the podcast on uh bars and beyond and we're gonna make this a partnership we're gonna blow this thing up we're gonna really expand it you know, and, and we're going to take it to another level. I'm so, so appreciative that, you know, the option he's, he's even given to me because I, I got love for y'all. I've been knowing y'all for years. Right. So I'm comfortable with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I know we can push each other and make this uh, a great, a great thing that can last for a long time. Exactly. Man, so. We appreciate mm-hmm. you having us on there, man. That, yeah. that means a lot 100%. for us. And, you know, Already. Already. It's go time. It's yeah. go time. Yeah. Period. Go time, man. <laughs> all, all, all gas, no breaks, man. Yeah, like yeah. I was talking about before, man, uh, we was talking about it. Uh, it's so many websites and uh, websites for sale, you know, right. just not just trying to think about it monetarily wise. But, you know, if think about if World Star tried to if they wanted to sell World Star now, how much money could, could homeboy get for World Star? You know what I'm saying? You could be on an island somewhere yeah. with a pina colada for the rest of his life. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, like, a, it's a different era. It's, it's a different way to move. It's a different way. Like you that, got, and, and us, us. Black people, we don't really know like about the blog and man, people don't understand everything that we on all day every day is pretty much a blog site. Facebook yeah. is a blog site. Yeah. It started off as a community college community blog site right. that blew up. That's yeah. all it is, and it's so much money to be made in it at doing what you love to do. Talking about what you love to do, it's old sixty year old ladies that's talking about different kind of coffees that's blogging every day that's making thousands of dollars a month. Just getting up in the morning, doing what she loved to do, drinking that coffee and talking about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we don't know that because, unfortunately for us, everything is concentrated towards rapping, basketball, football, being in a strip club. <laughs> Just the wrong, sometimes the wrong stuff. Yeah. But there's so many different ways we can get money out here, man. It's a million different ways, man. So we got to start opening our minds up to this stuff, man. Yeah. And, and that's that's what I was on. I'm like, man... I. I need to I need to tap into this. You feel yeah, me? I always feel like the black community. You know, I'm mixed, raised my mom white. I was raised by a white family. My dad's family. I don't know that well, but being mixed, I always felt like I felt like the black community. We hold on to our secrets. You know, yeah. like if we got something going on, something that we want to do, we hold on to it, hold on to it, hold on to it, and then something might happen in life where you never chase that dream, or you mm-hmm. or, or or you let it kind of slide off, and it's like I like the idea of. Of people coming together, we like you say pushing each other to make this make this the best we can make it, mm-hmm. and people respect that, and that's what and that's what foil balls it into the you know into what it can be and into something bigger. Right. So, right. so I, I look forward to just like you say, me 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 and Ken Nash been we we been pushing this hard, like committed to it weekly, uh-huh. and now that we on board with the bars and beyond, it's like it's just more push. Oh, it's more so, push, and we're gonna go hard with it. that's yeah. that's. My thing is marketing. You know what I mean? We got to market ourselves, man. Yeah. And I'm going to push this, like, you know, till the wheels fall off, man. Yeah. Absolutely, so, man. Yeah. So talk about that, man. You you working with your daughter and rapping. Right. Now, we was talking about this at Mo's uh, service. 
you know, your daughter's getting older now. <laughs> Yo, I got two girls and one on the way, so whatever you about man. to say now, I'm listening. Please do, bro. I'm listening. Please do, man. I'm married <laughs> with no kids. <laughs> Mine is eight and seven, so man. it's coming. I know. Man. You, you safe now, bro. <laughs> hey, Kev, bro. Bro, I'm going to tell you, man, it's crazy how, like, they, I don't know if y'all hip to Nas' song, Daughters. Mm-hmm. Have y'all heard yeah. that? Yeah. Man, I relate to that. That song is literally like, I feel like that's my brother, man, the way he said that. Because I can relate to every single word he said in it. She seen me uh, doing this rap thing. She's seen, unfortunately, some of the negative things. She's seen mostly positive. Right. But she's seen some negative. But she got to see life. She got to see life. Yeah. And at the end of the day, girls, they actually are magnetized towards men or boys that are similar to their daddy. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. So for me, it's always been a struggle of, of making sure that regardless of what I do in this music thing, that I stay a daddy and do positive things for her. So she see what it's supposed to be, what a dude's supposed to be yeah. to a woman or to a girl or whoever, you know, on the respect side. So now that she's at 14 now, and I know that she's liking boys and, be wanting to date and all of that kind of stuff. It's hard. <laughs> the look on your face right now. It's genuine discernment right here, You want to squeeze this nigga neck. Like, I'm getting a headache just thinking about it. Oh, <laughs> man, because you, you know in your mind, you think when you was a freshman in high school, somewhere, how you was as a boy, and to know this is exactly what the love of your life. Yeah. And 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 I hope I hope and I want to be the love of her life until she finds her husband because she's gonna have to compare everybody to me and they're gonna fall short. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, and that's yeah. why how I want it. Mm-hmm. But to know it's gonna be guys that have our mentality at that age constantly at her. Constantly yeah. at her. And the fact that she's a she's a little girl, it's gonna happen. She's gonna fall for something at some point. Yep. You got dudes. Dudes are so creative now. You feel me? So many different ways. And to know it's, I'm going to get a phone call like, Daddy, I mean, about her heart getting broken or whatever. And and I can't just go put my hands on these little dudes like I really want to. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Yeah, of course. And to, to, have to be able to be calm about it and, and, and give her some jewels. I hope she listen. And I always tell them, like, I'm not telling you this just because you my daughter. I would tell my best friend females this, the same stuff I'm telling you because you're going to go through it. And you can say that it ain't gonna happen, but when it happened, I ain't gonna throw it in your face. But you know, just yeah. keep it in your mind. Dang, Daddy told me that, and this whole process has been. Whew, it ain't really hit yet. She ain't had. She don't got no boyfriend. She ain't really been no, through no real stuff. But I know she' about to be a freshman next year. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get real. That's what I, I always joking with my family and friends. Like growing up, you know, from grade school to about 13, 14, you know, I was on a roll, you know, I was about my business. <laughs> and, and I jokingly say that junior high time frame when my dick started working, you know, when the, when the, <laughs> right. when the hormones kicked in, yeah. you know, my focus in life changed. Woo. So like having daughters, like, you know, I got two, I got another one on the way in August. So I'm about to have three daughters. And all I think about is what I was doing at 15 yeah, and what man. I was, you know, what I was trying to be on at that age. And it's mm-hmm. like, you have to, you have to manage that. You know, I'm your dad, and we gonna we gonna we gonna do this. I'm gonna teach you this, but at the same time, you have to like let them live a little. Exactly. But it's hard. It is. It's hard because you know, like you say, the first little boy that that break my daughter heart, I'm gonna want to break his back. Period. You know? so Off, top. Like, <laughs> Off top. It's bro. like <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine <laughs> ha- having a teenage daughter and 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 then someone that's you know, like you say. She's obviously following in your footsteps and she's mm-hmm. been watching you and, and, right. and, and she's interested in the same things. Because right. now that you are, you know, helping her with her music, I know it has to be hard for you to like, you know, what are we going to wear for this show? What are we yeah. gonna, you know, like That's all a the, constant. Because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. teenage girls, they want to start expressing themselves and, and, and feeling like they little women and, mm-hmm. and, and growing in, in, in that mm-hmm. direction. And it's like. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing the shape, and that's that's the hardest thing as oh, a yeah. daddy, man, to see it forming in your face, and you be like, nah, that ain't there. Yeah, that's not there. That's not really there, bro. I'm gonna act like that ain't even there for right. me. You know what I'm saying? And no, because then you know if you see it, them them little boys is like, oh man, right. you feel me? And, and, and I do a little, I do like the little uh, at my uh, high school. I've done a couple of their dances and stuff, and I did stuff for the junior high this this past school year, and uh, just seeing. You know how we, you know, guys on one side, girls on mm-hmm. the other, 
take that first hour of the party until they until the teachers let the lights go down a little bit and everybody <laughs> getting that big circle right. so that those, those one that guy and girl can do their thing, you know, yeah. and then just to see that that's still <laughs> happening like that. But with the air, with which is how the world is changing, you know, like unfortunate, but kids that ain't kids, I call them, but young people that are having kids, mm-hmm. you know, it's kids having kids now, right. you know, it ain't you. In our era, you know, it wasn't uncommon to have a friend whose whose parents was up in age when you was in high yeah, school, yeah, you know. And now, real. now, you know, it's it's kids, it's people our age that got kids getting out of high school or getting close to getting out of high school, mm-hmm. and it's like, I blame that on internet. Like yeah. now, a seven year old can just ask, get get on a computer and see the whole thing, from yeah. start to finish, everything you need <laughs> exactly. to know. At seven years old, he can see it all. Speaking and of that, know what to do right now. My uh, grab this little device grab right that here. Phone. <laughs> It's our dot. It's a My daughter, she's eight. <laughs> when she was about five or six, she must have been trying to find something, you know, on the TV to watch. Thought she was going on some on demand, whatever she was doing. And ended up ordering some like movie. I didn't have a thing blocked, you know. Yeah. Not thinking that my kids gonna be on that and right. getting the bill. And it's like the wife, like you don't, you don't order six of these movies. I'm like, for what? <laughs> I got a cell phone, girl. I like, right, ordered nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. free so, so we we had to figure it out, and it was like, like you say, it's like the technology is it's it's helpful in a lot of ways, but you gotta you gotta watch that stuff too, especially having young children, because yeah. you know and. And when I when I called the cable company, you know, and they were saying, oh, you know, it was watched for two minutes. So I could tell she hit play. Oh, oh, you know, turn right. it off. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like she sat back with the popcorn watching yeah. it, you know. Yeah, but right, right. at the same time, you know, that's, you don't want your child experiencing that. So it's like, yeah. it opened up a whole nother. Like, yo, I got to, you know, I got to monitor this iPad. I got to monitor yeah. this, you know, this TV. And yeah. just, like you say, it's so easy for, and, and, and my, my daughter go to a school system where it's MacBooks and iPads is how they learn it. You know, that's mm-hmm. that they in class with that stuff. So they know how to work that stuff. They, you gotta, you gotta stay up. You, you got gotta, to. <laughs> and just thinking in, in our era, man, I was just talking to Dre Mees about this the other day in our era. We didn't have, we didn't have no access to that stuff. So we didn't, it was our only way of getting a, a, a hint of that is if, we caught a a, a a naked book, you know, Yo. a hustler or something on a humble <laughs> somewhere. That, 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 that wasn't supposed to be there. That's supposed to be hidden on a humble or them old school. Uh, uh, y'all remember the the old school of uh, uh, cable joints with the brown with the wood on top, yeah. and you 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 scroll it across with yeah. the white joints and channel twenty five. <laughs> remember channel twenty five? Y'all remember channel twenty five? It'd be a little fuzzy. Well, in Dayton, it was channel twenty five. Okay. I don't know what it was in Cleveland, but that was the Playboy channel. Okay. And you know how it'd be blurry? Yeah, it'd be that because you ain't. Got Got that channel, but yeah. it but it stopped for a second. You can yes. get a real quick glimpse of something. We used to do the penny trick. Oh, yeah, we used to do the penny trick. You used to put the pennies into the uh the buttons. Yeah, and that shit'll work and for like an hour. I wouldn't no even lie. have to that, bro. Yeah. See, yeah. boy, we would have been mad. We'd have been fucked up if we see that. Right. Bro. I can remember like <laughs> it was this, it was this blue tape called chocolate covered cherry poppers. I'll never forget this shit. One of our friend's dad must have had it and got it and the whole neighborhood we passed that from house to house i'm talking 15 20 kids had it for two or three days you know and it was like by by a month time we all the rotated through this tape and that's how you got the stuff it ran through that tape it was like it was like now nah, i can get up at six before work and you know get, get a little view in real quick while everybody's still sleeping exactly. you know? it's crazy how that stuff is right there they you know, the got to like, work this hard right, they ain't got to right. work hard at all nowadays right. man that's crazy man so you help your daughter write, or she just one hundred percent yo? This is me. Back yeah, up. I, I did. I did. Um, out the gate, help her write. You know, to get it. But now she's at a point where she's uh she doing her own thing, and she's patting herself after me, listening to the you know the way my delivery and stuff. So uh, of course y'all you know hear like a, a similarity there, and I want her to kind of expand and, and yeah. get into more singing and kind of having her own style because that's how I was. I mean, first coming up, I was it was nice and like I said, nature. So. I kind of, as I kept going, I, I kind of grew into my own style to not sound like nobody else. And that's what she's in the process of doing. But it's it's, com- it's coming along, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, content-wise, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like, are you monitoring content? Like, no, I want you saying that yet. Or what's, what's the process with that? <laughs> yeah, I do. But at the same time, like I told y'all the other day, it's like she's at that age now where I want her to say stuff that girls and her era and around her can relate to mm-hmm. and sometimes the stuff that they relate to is going to be stuff that I really don't want her to talk about 
So I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give her the freedom to kind of stretch it a little bit and talk about some stuff as long as you ain't of course being nasty and cussing and being extra. Right. Um that they can relate to and it's going to be relationships and getting their heart broke cuz unfortunately even though they only be 13, 14, 15 when they in their relationships are going through whatever with boys, they feel like they 28, 29 about to get married. Oh yeah. <laughs> they just feel like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, a you girl know, like this going to be who they going to be with forever. A girl I dated you know? in high school, we was she was my first everything. <clears throat> 15 years old. We used to get it from 15 to 21. You couldn't tell me I wasn't going to marry that woman. Exactly. You know, and it's like at that age, you know, you think you think that you know it. You think you got it. You yep. think you understand it. And yep. it's like, like you say, baby girl, something's going to come come down and come down the chain. That, yeah. You know, I ain't going to put it in your face, but let yeah. me give you this game because exactly. they definitely going to try to give it to they you. They going to so. try to. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I want to keep that open for her to be able to tap into stuff because that's this whole music thing, not just rap, but all music is about feeling, man, and emotion. Yeah. And mm-hmm. can, I, can I connect with you? That's why I always tell everybody, I don't think Pac was the best lyricist or even had the best music. But nobody was able to touch you like him yeah. in, in in hip hop and rap yeah. history. That's what makes him who he is. Right. And, and I want her to be able to touch people with what she says, along with saying, dang, she got some skills. You also got it ain't always just about spitting. We know a million people can rap, can't make a good song or can't touch nobody, but right. they can rap their butt their ass off. You that's, feel that's me? what I love about Pac. Like you <clears> say, <throat> Pac could give you something hard. Give you something to make you think. Mm-hmm. Give you something to make you mm-hmm. feel a certain way. Yeah, and he, like you say, he, he touched you, you in so many different ways that yeah. you, 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 you fiend for that. You wanted more, right? So right. that's that's the that's dope that you're yeah. on that. I want her to be like yeah. that, man. Touch people with everything you say, man. Yeah. So you touch on a uh, good subject, man. Lyricism. Mm-hmm. Drake. Mm. <sighs> Now. My light skin brethren. <laughs> He's winning. 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 Canada, Canada is winning. winning. Toronto's winning. Right. But, you know, those uh those allegations about him having ghostwriters and everything like that. You being a lyricist, man, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? If, especially from this era now, mm-hmm. I feel like people don't care who's delivering the bars as long as they dope. That's it. It's a different, it's different, man. It's a different, this is a different era in so many different ways. Like, you know, for instance, and this is why we have to accept it. This guy designer came out and whether he did it on purpose, whatever the case may be, he, I know people that, in, that as soon as this past Friday thought that Panda was future, <laughs> this past Friday, that song's been out for like two, three months now, yeah. just now hearing like, oh, that ain't dude. So if that's acceptable to come out, and be so similar to somebody else and be successful at this stage. The, the whole nine. It, you almost got to just say, you know, let somebody write you. And, and let's be honest. It's a lot of artists that had people write for them that we didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Salt and Pepper didn't mm-hmm. write most of their lyrics. I right. mean, um, uh, Bushwick Bill, Scarface mm-hmm. wrote Scarface. everything that he, that he ever rapped. We all loved all of that. Right. So it's a place for that. But I think, it takes you out of a lot of conversations when they talk about being the best. And what what's so trips me out so much about the Drake situation is that nigga got bars. Yeah. He has real. Yeah. I heard him in them early mixtapes when I know it wasn't nobody helping him. It had to be him. He was putting words together. That thank yeah. me later. Joint. Yeah, yeah. He got him. Yeah. So I think the 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 part that's crazy about this is, is that he's he got so much material and he's doing so much now, which is another way the game is different. Remember back in the days, a guy used to go be two, three years between albums. And you would ride out singles off that first album for two years for the next album came out. Yeah. Look now, at Lauren, Lauren Hill still, still torn with the, <laughs> the same one. 90, 97. Right, right. And showing up two hours late. Two hours late. <laughs> in, in Atlanta, right. So it's different, man. Now you got to come out with five, six different projects per year yeah. to stay relevant. So with that being said, they got so much material, even though he really naturally has bars, they they like, let me reach out and get somebody to help me out and put this out. And he didn't, that wasn't never supposed to get found out though. You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah. came out, but I think he was in a tough situation, but now it's hard to talk about him with the best ever because our best, you know, mine is Rakim, Big, Jay-Z, Scarface, and Nas. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody writing none of them dudes' lyrics, right? You feel me? It was all the way across the board. It was it was them. So mm-hmm. in order to be in that that type of level, it got to be all yours, or we don't know that nobody did it. You feel me? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I respect dude, but it's just it, it it's like damn. And I think bro. too a lot of these yeah. labels, man, a lot of these you know or 
people that are you know these 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 labels say the the white people that's behind these stuff they rather they look at it from a business standpoint not looking at it from a you know true to the true game culture, standpoint exactly. yeah that's so true. so they they want that check to come in so like like we were talking about the panda had the the two hundred dollar beat two hundred dollars oh dog. really yeah, yeah this, this, he paid two hundred dollars for the beat two hundred dollars for that beat <laughs> and, and now he charging like <laughs> like twenty k a show. Same crazy. verse twice in a, in a month. It's or crazy. So, bro. It blew up so fast. It's crazy. He like seventeen. It probably blew yeah. up because everybody thought it was future. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they absolutely. Had to. They had to. First time yeah. I heard, I thought it was future. Yeah. I, I and, did too. And then I was like, I, thought, I was like, why is it saying designer? Yeah. The fuck is, he and changed his name. It's working. So I really think, like you said, it's a label thing. Like yeah. I don't. Like I've heard Dreezy on other songs, she be spitting, but I swear I thought that was Dej Loaf on that body joint. <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't know that was even Dreezy until a couple like last week or something. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah, it but was. She sounds so it was much a, like her. They the the radio station just they brought her here about what a month ago or yeah, something around there. About three weeks. Oh, ago. Okay. And I and I was probably twelve weeks out when I you know ten twelve weeks out and I was like that ain't Dej Loaf. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I heard. I heard. I heard that. that. I heard that when y'all. I hadn't about even seen tripping. her yeah. face, like physically seen her. I just knew the music, but I hadn't like looked up, looked her up uh-huh. until about a week before y'all brought her out. I just wanted to see like who she was and get an image of her, like because uh-huh. I thought it was Dave Love the whole <laughs> time, you know. And it's, yeah. but these, it's it's crazy because like mm-hmm. they, like like we were saying these the the checks, this business. Some people come and go. You know, you can be hot for two or three months. Look look at Trinidad James. I mean, he was <laughs> hot as hell for mm-hmm. you know six months. You know, and then. Labels got that five hundred thousand back. They good, exactly. You know, <laughs> so. exactly. Oh, that's funny. Uh, my dude down, you know, I'm in the A. This guy that uh, details cars and stuff. He said uh, Trinidad brought his car to get it detailed and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was a Benz, nasty Benz, uh, seven forty. Uh, got it cleaned up. He said three weeks later, dude pulled back up and was like, "No, nah, I went three. It might have been a little long longer than that, but came back and was like." Man, I'm about to turn how to turn this joint in, bro. Oh no, because that was on the labels, yeah. tick, you know, bill. So exactly. you had to turn that mug. That's just how quick the game go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stuff be come up with another hit yeah. ASAP. Yeah. but I do think the game is changing a little bit. You know, you got your J. Coles and Kendrick Lamar's and stuff like that. Ab so, and you know, it's 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 room for everybody for for bars and everything like that and for content but then you also got to have your club music you got your to. turn turn up music so i think it's a it's a lane for everything it's just people finding that niche and finding out who they are like cuz uh when i first really got introduced to j cole i was i wasn't impressed i was like yeah I right. and then you know his first album drop i was like yeah it's official he just I right. But then, you know, I gave him more and more shots. And this, these last two albums, in my opinion, are just fire. Yeah. And so, you know, it's really about cats finding a niche. And I mean, a label allowing an artist to grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And fans allowing an artist to grow. You yeah. know, you think about people stuck in that one lane or they only have a one hit. Are we giving them a chance to expand or do they scared to expand? Maybe they're trying to just recreate the same sound over and over. So I think it's... <laughs> I think it's tough for artists nowadays too, man. I was talking to uh, Doc Strange, another DJ friend of mine, and we was talking like, can you imagine these kids at their 20th reunion? How (laughs) many one-hit wonder songs people gonna try to spin in for their, you know, for their parties? Because like you, there's only probably, let's just say 10, 15 people, 10 to 15 people that make a career that have more than one or two albums. You know, like a lot of people now, these last couple of years, it seems like you come out with something and then you... You ride that tour and tour around a little bit, and then that Run wave that. starts Run coming back down. Circuit. You know, and then that <laughs> yeah. that look at like Salento, even even the kid, like he hasn't came back with nothing yet. Nah, and he, and mm. not looking like he is, and mm. he might, you know, he might catch something, but that's that's the struggle now. Is do you want to? Are you are you trying to just get hot? Cause you've been, cause you want to be the man, and you want to rap in your city, and you just get hot for that summer for them six months, or are you one of the really few that, like you say, the J Cole that put in put in work and mm-hmm. people start liking you and your music? Because right. now it's just about that way. It is, you know. It if, is. if I'm gonna put a couple hundred grand or a mil, whatever, into you, we yeah. recoup that. Right. 
Right. Now it's on you to come with something else, and if it don't work, <laughs> yeah, and it's a wrap. But that's that's how why it's a, the we know the real artists is the ones that, that that have the long careers are the ones that really are talented. Yeah. It's very few guys that make the popcorn stuff just to hit real quick that lasts because they can't they can't repeat that over and over again. Right. We catching the wave right now, but you know, like you said, J. Cole announced this what oh nine oh eight. You know what I'm saying? Maybe 2010. Drake, all of them, they can. They're talented. Yeah. Uh, K. Dot gonna be around. Because he's talented. But the guys that are just in the game, just to get out the streets and and the fame and the fortune, you got to make a decision which one you want to be in it for. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And if you choose to do it just for the chicks and the fame and the whips, you might have a short little run. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it comes down to. For them cats, man, I highly recommend if you do catch that wave (laughs) and you doing club dates for 10K, like the homie designer boy, hey, Spend some of it, enjoy yourself, but uh, I'm, I would highly suggest you putting a lot of that money in the bank because yeah, yeah. I don't think we're gonna let you get off <laughs> with another band, dog. I'm just saying, yeah, dude. summer 2017 might be cold. Yeah, for yeah you. it might be cold. The best boy, that might be cold. Yeah, that, it ain't guaranteed after that, boy. That's real talk. Yeah. That's no, real that's talk. right, man. Well, mm-hmm. there it is. Another episode in the books, DJ Killer Cam. Yeah, man, you can't make this shit up. DeMarco, thanks for coming through. We man, appreciate you. Man, I appreciate y'all having me. Real talk. How can the people stay in contact with you, man? I know man. you uh, back and forth from dating to the A and all that type of stuff. Oh, man, it's uh, first of all, everybody, man, tune in. Y'all, y'all, y'all hear the partnership, www.barsandbeyond.com. Check in all week long. We're going to have good stuff. My last article was on Mo, so check that out when you can. It was it great was fun. Great by the way. Yes. I read that. That was, yeah. that was touching. Appreciate it was dope. That. that was great. A great read. Yeah, so. yep. so Facebook, Dating DeMarco. Uh, IG, uh, DeMarco275. Uh, Twitter, DeMarco275. Keep up with me right now. Also, another thing I want to do, I ain't get to touch on it real quick. Yeah. I, I, you know, we all know, listening to that Dame uh, interview, that uh, we all need our own business. We all need something that's our, like, you know, you're DJing, mm-hmm. you got the podcast going, I'm sure, some other little stuff, to have your own thing going and be your own boss because you ain't never promised when you working for somebody. Oh, yeah. So I want to get this to my daughter early. I'm going to give you these shirts. I'm going to give you this hustle. You push it, and that motivates you to have your own business in the future along with whatever else you choose to do. So obsessed with uh, success tees for women, uh, $20 a pop. I got sizes extra large through 3XL. She's doing good with them. And uh, anybody uh, need them, uh, go on her website. She has her own website, imjayla.com. So I A M J A Y L A dot com. Okay, and they can go on there, order their shirts, just like you going on Target, Best Buy, Walmart website, and order them, and we ship them to you. That's so, what's up, man. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? DeMarco will pull up on you in traffic. And- Period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Period. You feel me? You had to make <laughs> some drop off. Yeah, right? yeah, get to it. Got to <laughs> get to it. You know what I mean? So yeah, there it up. is, man. Appreciate you falling through, man. Appreciate it. You know, it, you in the city, man. You can always holler at us, fall through. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. We're going to make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't right. make this shit up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Till next week. Yeah, yeah.